Is anybody excited this morning to praise the Lord? We are so glad that you have chosen to be with us this morning at Community Connection. I'm going to pray, and uh, if you're a visitor, we are so glad that you are here this morning uh, to worship with us. Let's give them a community welcome today, all our visitors. So glad that you are here. We're going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. If you have a special need today, I'm going to get you to lift your hands if you would. Hands going up all over the place. Um, We want to remember these. And I also want to pray for the ones that are in the path of the hurricane that is off the eastern coast there. Uh, They're still not exactly as of when I left to come to church earlier this morning exactly where it's going to hit but we know a god that can control the winds and just blow it completely away so uh, we just want to pray that the lord uh, and the ones that have already been affected by it that uh, they would somehow experience god through that so if you would help me pray this morning lord i thank you for all your many blessings lord i thank you that we can come into your house and worship and honor you and Lord, it seems like every day, Lord, there's a tragic situation, Lord, that has taken place. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, for our nation, Lord, that would find you, Lord Jesus, Lord, that would come back to realize, Lord, that you are the answer. And Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, that you would help us as a church, Lord, to reach the community, Lord, that is around us. And Lord, I'm praying for every hand that went up that said, I have a need. Lord, I pray for that need that is represented today. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, to intervene. Lord, if it's a financial miracle, Lord, that needs to take place, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, for a financial windfall. Lord, if it's healing, Lord, I'm praying, Lord, through your stripes, Lord, that we are healed. And Lord, asking you, Lord, to do something, Lord, and intervene. And Lord, I'm just praying for broken hearts today, Lord, that need to be mended. Lord, asking you to move, Lord, in a mighty way. And Lord, I'm praying this morning for this service. Lord, as we get ready to baptize, Lord, the ones that have come forth, Lord, that has accepted you, Lord, today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd be with each and every one. And Lord, I'm asking you to be with the church today, Lord, that we come together to worship and honor you, Lord, with all that we have. Lord, I just want to give you praise and glory in Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Before you're seated, can you give the Lord one more hand clap of praise? He's worthy of our praise. I'm going to let you be seated for a moment. I'm going to ask all the candidates that uh, are going to be baptized, if you'll go ahead and get ready. We're going to have a baptism this morning. Several years ago, I started including the baptism at the middle uh, somewhere within the service. I did that for a couple of reasons. Altar, it becomes a separate entity, and a lot of you find reasons to leave. So I have a captive audience. <laughs> to me, when somebody makes a public confession of faith, it needs to be celebrated by the church. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Now, if you're sitting there thinking... This is going to be a long service. Let me rest assured I've got a short message. It's full of content, but it's a short message. And then we've got some special singers that are going to worship in song today that you don't want to miss. And uh, I just know that God's going to do a tremendous uh, work through their song. 
And then throughout the month of September, I want to challenge you uh, to pray about what gifts that you are going to give to the Lord. I told you last week that I never want Sunday morning offering taken to be like a stick up, that you feel that you have to give something. Because if you feel you have to give it, you probably just need to hang on to it. But if the Lord inspires you to give, and we had a leadership meeting Monday, and uh, they said, Pastor, why don't you take up the offering different ways? I said, I'll do that. I can do that. So there's going to be some Sundays I'm going to ask you to bring your offering. There's going to be some Sundays we're going to do it at the beginning. Some we may even do it at the end. I don't know how we're going to do it because it's part of worship. See, sometimes we want to make that a separate entity, but it's not. It's part of worship. And as we teach on releasing the blessings of God through giving, it unlocks so much in the heavenly realm that we don't even realize. When you look throughout the biblical mandate, and he says, bring the tithe and offering into church. He's not doing that for his glory in the sense that he needs it. He's doing it for your glory to see where your heart's at. So this morning, before I stand here and go through all the announcements, and we're going to do those a little bit differently, we're going to run them over here on the screen. So I want you to watch the announcements. I'm going to ask the ushers to come. Today, before uh, we get... Typically, I was going to have you come, but I wanted to pre-warn you. So they uh, are coming <clears throat> to receive this morning's tithe and offering, and we're going to get ready to have a baptism. So I believe that God is going to touch you through your giving. And this morning, as we receive the tithe and offering, ask, and ch ask the Lord as a challenge of what your September donations are going to be. And then I want you to mark September the 29th. That's going to be a special uh, offering received. We're going to have some fundraisers on the 28th. Uh, that's more details later. But we've got to replace a unit out back. And uh, so I thank the Lord that winter's coming. It feels pretty good in here right now. But we're going to take a special offering. It's the fifth Sunday of September, and we're going to take a special offering on that. So go ahead and mark that down. More details to come. Look up here for the announcements. They'll scroll as they receive the offering. I know this is the first Sunday we've done it this way. And uh, so with that, Brother Pat's going to pray over the offering, and I'm going to go get ready.
listen to that. Um, how many were here two weeks ago? The baptism that we had. That inspired some people. They said, will you do another baptism? I said, hey, I'll do baptism every Sunday if I need to. Because it is a public confession of what God is doing on the inside. And said, I want to be baptized next Sunday. You're going to meet her in a few moments. And then word got out real quick, and I had two more people. I want to be baptized throughout the week. and So we have four people this morning that uh, are going to be baptized. Who knows, the Lord might hit you. You may jump up here. I don't know. But uh, I just believe that baptism is good. It is a model of what Jesus did when John the Baptist uh, baptized him and, uh, again, uh, I just thank the Lord for what he is doing in the lives of these people. If you need to get close, uh, if you have a family member or a friend that uh, you need to get close and take a picture, feel free to do that. Uh, I know Sister Kenya uh, stands here with her iPad. She got some great shots last time. and uh, But we just, again, want to celebrate what God is doing in their life. We have a special young man, uh, Kenneth. Come here, and his grandfather, Brother Johnny, is going to assist me and uh, and baptize him. So I'm going to get you, if y'all don't mind, I said y'all can take pictures and get close, which I don't have. Just stand off just to the side, just a little bit. And, and we'll share pictures, too. Yep, we will share. So uh, help me pray for this young man. Church, stretch your hands this way. Lord, we thank you for Kenneth. We thank you for his life and what you are doing for him today. And, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you'd continue to grow him, Lord, into maturity. And, Lord, let him serve you the rest of his life. And, Lord, we're going to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Tell the people what the Lord's doing for you, Brother Ken. He's helped me through a lot. We've My whole family's been through a lot. <laughs> a couple weekends ago, I seen my dad go to church and... <laughs> he just broke down into tears. Ever since then, I've been going to church. <laughs> I love you. He came to me and he goes, I went to church with a cousin, and uh, I just felt the Lord calling me, and I went down and gave my heart to him. 
And uh, he said, I want to be baptized this week. So we're, we're going to baptize him. Brother Johnny. We're going to baptize Rachel now. Rachel came to me uh, Sunday after uh, <clears throat> church last Sunday after service and said, I want to be baptized. And I said, good deal. We'll fill the pool up and get that done. I'm going to let her give her testimony to you. What the Lord's done for you. I lost faith a couple years ago and I felt drawn to come to church. I felt his hand on me. He was taking away all my pain. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You confess Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Yes. Sometimes I get in a hurry to baptize them, but join me in a prayer. Just pray for Rachel again. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord, as she has confessed her faith for you, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would grow that faith and, Lord, touch her, Lord, as she lives her life for you. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Which one wants to go first? You want to go? 
Okay. <laughs> Tell the church what the Lord's done for you. Oh, what hasn't he done for us? Amen. He has blessed us since we moved to Tennessee time and time again. And he blessed me again by my uncle. Jesus, thank yes. you, Lord. Tell him what, what he did. We have a raggedy butt. <laughs> Man, it wouldn't have made, made it to Indiana. I got a check in the mail from my uncle who's dying of cancer since last. A check for $5,000 to help me get a vehicle so I can get to Indiana to see him before he passed. She came to me a few weeks ago and asked me to pray for her uncle. And then she told me that what the Lord has done for her. How many know prayer still works? Yeah. So we're going to baptize her. You confess Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior.
want you to uh, worship in song. Sister Mandy's coming to sing Victory in Jesus. How many know we still have victory in Jesus? Amen. Worship in this song.
Isn't God good this morning? I can hear a distant cry shouting out the time is nigh as the father tells his son to work on this day is done son go bring my children home for all it's time to reap the harvest you have sown son go children home what a joy to see his face and his arms we will embrace never more we'll have to city to receive the bright treasures I've won but how can I ever accept them till I thank him for what he has done when I thank him for what he has done I must look back to the crucified one oh, one beautiful shore 
I must kneel once more just to thank him for what he has done. Now they say there will be no more sighing in that city when life's race here is run. But how can I ever keep from crying when I thank him for what he has done? When I thank him for what he has done, I must look back to the crucified one on that beautiful shore I must kneel once more just to thank him for what he has done now before I can shout Hallelujah. Before I can sing that sweet song, I must kneel at the feet of my Jesus. And I'm going to thank him for what he has done. When I thank him for what he has done, I must look back to the crucified one. On that beautiful shore, I must kneel once more just to thank him for what he has done. Thank you, Jesus. What a beautiful, beautiful. How many enjoyed that? Say amen. What a beautiful, beautiful baptism service and song service we've already had. As you stand to your feet, we're going to do two things simultaneously. We're going to dismiss Children's Church. Sister Kelly, raise your hand. All the kids are meeting over here. And then they inform me that the nursery is open. There's plenty of help in there today. So if you have a, preferably our ages on our nursery uh, are two and down. Uh, might squeeze a three in there, but uh, be mindful if you drop your kids off. So, man, each each week our kids just grow tremendously, and uh, just an honor honor to have them in our church. And uh, I appreciate them. Appreciate you bringing them, because I understand all of them that are leaving they don't drive yet. They have to have transportation. Yeah. So, and you bring them. So I applaud you. We're bringing them to church today so that they may learn. So I want you to remain standing. Brother Matt, I'm going to worship in a couple songs.
before I spoke a word.
Snow wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh shadow, no oh, shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Come on, sing it out of church, we believe. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. serve it still you give yourself away holy overwhelming never ending reckless love of God No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Coming after me, won't kick down, lie, you won't tear down. Coming after me, no shadow, no shadow, you won't light up, mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me, no, 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 won't you won't kick down, lie, you won't tear down. Coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me.
didn't earn it and I don't deserve it still you give yourself away oh the overwhelming it's never ending reckless love of God hallelujah The victory is yours this morning, Jesus. The victory is yours. You're riding on the storm. Your name is unfailing. Through kingdoms rise and fall, your throne withstands them all. sing it out you're riding on the storm come on it's our anthem this morning your name is unfailing though kingdoms rise and fall your throne withstands them all your name is unfailing come on lift your voice in this place you're the victory
But there is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, sing it out. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. To break, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every there is power. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, I need your help this morning. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, see it out. To break. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Well, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. We believe there is power in the name of Jesus. To break, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. One more time to break, to break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up in this place. There's an army that's rising up to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, 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 break every chain. Chains falling. I hear the chains falling. I hear the chains falling. Oh, I hear the chains falling to the ground in Jesus' name. I hear the chains falling. Come on, help me sing it this morning. We hear the chains, and I hear the chains falling. Come on, prophesy this morning. I hear the chains, and I hear the chains falling to the ground this morning. In Jesus' name, I hear the chains falling to the ground. Oh, I hear the chains. I hear the chains falling. We see the chains. And I see the chains falling 
I see the chains falling oh, I see the chains falling One more time I see I see the chains falling To break To break every chain Break every chain Break every chain To break every chain Break every chain Break every chain to break every chain of darkness, every chain of fear, every chain of the enemy that's here. Every chain of darkness, every chain of fear, every chain of the enemy that's here. Every chain of darkness, every chain of fear, every chain of the enemy that's here. Every chain of darkness, every chain of fear, chain of we believe break every chain 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 for there is power in the name of jesus there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break every chain, break every chain, Lord, break every chain. Let's play. How many of you got some chains you need broken this morning? Will you raise your hands towards heaven as you give him a hand clap? Lord, I pray for every hand that has gone up. Lord, that needs a chain broken in their life. Lord, that they need to be, Lord Jesus, Lord, that they need broken. Lord, it may be a different chain from somebody else, but, Lord, it's still a chain. And, Lord, I'm praying, Lord, for every person that has their hand raised, Lord, that you would break that chain. Lord, in their life, Lord, whatever it would be, Lord, it would begin to snap and pop because you are breaking it today in their life. In the name of Jesus, sing this chorus one more time. Every chain sing of it like darkness, you mean it. every chain of fear, every chain of the enemy that's here. Every chain of darkness and every chain of fear, every chain of the enemy that's here. Break every chain of darkness, every chain of fear, every chain of the enemy that's here. Break every chain of darkness, every chain of fear, Every chain of the enemy that's here, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. We believe that there is power in the name of Jesus. To break. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. To break, to break every chain, break every chain, break every. One more time, we sing to break, to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. 
Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many of you know we need to have our minds transformed? We need to have it thinking like Jesus would want us having it thinking. When Paul wrote this to Romans, to the Romans, it was just another book. Thousands of years ago when this was penned. But do you know this is still as powerful now as it was back then? If not more. Because society is trying to convince you that you don't need Jesus. But Paul is saying, look, the enemy is going to come through your mind. Don't let him get through. Oh, Lord, I praise your name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Can, can we sing it one more time? I can't, I can't go yet. I can't preach. I've got a message. In Romans chapter 12, I'm preaching. But there's some of you that need to sing this song like your life depends upon it. Because it does. You've got to understand that there's power in his name. They sung that song, Victory in Jesus, this morning. Do you know we still, you may feel defeated, but we still have victory in Jesus. I don't care what Satan tries to tell you. When Jesus stretched out his hands and he drove the, they drove the nails through his hands and attached him to that cross, hell thought they had won. But when they buried him in the tomb, and on that third day he walked out, hell realized there's victory in Jesus. I'm going to proclaim that. I'm going to walk that no matter what the world may tell me. And because we have victory in him, he can break the chains that Satan tries to put around us. There may be addictions morning that need to be broken. There may need to be family relationships put back together this morning. I don't know what your chain is, but I, I've got to sing it one more time. I'm not trying to delay anything. I'm trying to allow the Holy Ghost to move. He won't let me move on yet. If you can, I know we've stood for a while, but I want you to sing this with Your all you've got before I preach yours. this morning. You're riding on the storm. Jesus, your name is unfailing. The kingdoms rise and fall. Your throne withstands them all. Yes, it does, Lord. Your name. Your name is unshakable. The victory is yours. The victory is yours. You're riding on my soul. Yes, you are. Your name. 
one more time the victory is unfailing though kingdoms rise and fall your throne withstands them all Jesus is unshaking 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 Jesus is unfailing Withstands it all. Your name is unshaken. Before you're seated, I want to read you the same verses that I just read to you. I read them from the New International Version. But if you would allow me, I want to read the same verses preaching to the message. I don't use the message a whole lot in my preaching, but because I just like the New International Version, the New King James, I'm sorry, the New King James Version is what I typically preach from. But I want to read the message because it speaks so clearly today. If you would allow me to read these, verse, 12, or verse 1 of chapter 12 and the message says so here is what I want you to do this sounds more like me if I was talking than the other ones that I read I don't use the word beseech in my everyday language but I do tell them this is what I want you to do this is what Paul's telling Romans this is what I want you to do <clears throat> God's, God's helping you take everyday ordinary life you're sleeping eating going to work walking around life and place it before God as an offering. That's as plain as it gets. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attitude on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. It doesn't get any plainer than that. Lord, I pray for the message here in a few moments that you would allow your anointing to flow. And, Lord, I'm praying, Lord, for an outpouring of your spirit. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. I know what time it is, and I know how much time I've got. When I was doing youth, I would ask them for 10 minutes. How many give me 10 minutes? 
Y'all quit doing that because y'all figured my point. If you all, if you all gave me 20, 10 minutes, we'd be here for three hours. See how it goes? I'd be going 10, 10, 10. No, I just need three of you to give me 10, and we got 30. But here we go. We are fighting a war that begins in our mind. When Paul wrote to the Romans, he simply said in chapter 12, around, I love to get your mindset on what God is doing. One thing that I look around, I love a healthy church. I love a church that is growing. But as soon as we get our mind off of what Christ is doing, we will begin to fall. We will begin to fail. We will begin to come up short of what God really wants us to do. And the problem is, it's usually not the outside forces that begin to take the church down. It is the inward work because we get so looking at ourselves that we forget that we have to prefer our brother. So when we begin to look, Paul is telling them, look, you've got a lot of things going on. You can't look like the outside world. You've got to offer your body as a living sacrifice. You've got to offer your body up that everything that you do on every day has to be about Jesus Christ. I don't believe it gets much plainer than that. I love what the message says. He said, take every day your ordinary life. Do you ever feel like you're just going through the motions of an ordinary life? Do you ever just feel like, Lord, I wish there would be something spontaneous that would happen? Just something. But see, when the spontaneous occurs, it's probably not what you were thinking about. Tires go flat spontaneously. But that's not what you were talking about. I know what you're talking about. Spontaneously let me receive a big check in the mail that would change my day. That's spontaneous. Amen. See, spontaneous comes in many different works, many different ways. But Paul is telling them, look, when you go through life, you're going to feel like you're on a hamster wheel. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life. But here's what you need to do. Place all of that before God. Place every bit of it because, see, he knew if we could place it before God that we would have a different reaction. If we're just going through the motions and there's no purpose that I preached about a few weeks ago, then we don't see the purpose and we're just going through the motion. But if you'll get up and you'll realize that today is not going to be about me, it's going to be about others. Today is not going to be about me, it's going to be about God. In school, all my teachers know this. Did you happen to get my message? Did you give me a slide made? You have to have these in school. They're called I can statements. Now, I'm going to be real honest in a sense of, honesty is not the word. I'm going to be transparent. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm going to be transparent. As a teacher, I didn't like these I can statements. Because you had to write them on the board and you had to encourage and you had to tell your students that what they can do. 
But after a while, I began to realize, well, if you tell them what they can do, maybe they'll achieve what you want them to do. So I got to thinking about this message and realizing we need some of these I can statements. Because Satan will begin to pull them I cans away from you. And he'll begin to add the little conjunction, and I know I just messed up, that little word of not, that little word, I was trying to say contraction, the little word that says not, that I cannot, into our vocabulary. And then when it gets into our vocabulary, it begins to get into our mind. And when it gets into our mind, we begin to live it out. But if I could get you to drop off the not and get you some I can statements, I can get you up in the morning where you say, I can achieve all that God has for me. I can achieve getting somebody saved to point them to heaven. Now, obviously, we can't save them, but we can point them to heaven to get them saved. If I can get you to think that you can do it, then I can get you writing down, I can't statements. So what my challenge is to you this week is you'll go home this afternoon and you'll get you a paper and pencil and you'll begin to, or you may get out your phone, that's fine too, and get your little Evernote book out and you'll hit that and you'll begin to put down your I can statements because I want you to pray this week and ask the Lord, Lord, wasn't it this week that I can accomplish through you? I want you to try that one week. How about let's start simple. I can share the gospel with one person. I can pray healing over one person. I'm not asking you, oh, it would be awesome. I'm not asking you to run out here and start laying hands on everybody you run into at Walmart and set up your own prayer line in aisle nine and just begin to pray. Now, if the Lord lays that on your heart, you go for it. That's not what I'm asking you, though. Oh, what a testimony it would be that everybody in Walmart got saved this week. But see, through him, it can happen. After 12, Paul, because see, what happens is in this verse uh, 1 of chapter 12, Paul is saying, don't let them put the knot after I can, but you get your I can statements ready. I can walk in victorious. I can do what God has called me to do. I can expect the unexpected and know that I can handle it. See, Satan is trying to get you to realize that you can't. But I'm here to preach to you and remind you that you can Some of you may say, Pastor, I don't have enough faith. Can I tell you, you can? Some of you may say, I just can't see God in my life. Can I tell you, you can? Do you know how I know that? Because Paul doesn't sell. Now, just those verses alone, I have preached countless messages. But he doesn't stop there. In verse 3. He says, I'm speaking to you out of a deep gratitude for all that God has given to me. And especially as I am, have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does. In pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves 
as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to us. The accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Let me sum this up in my best Tennessean as I can. What you do for God is not about you. It's about him. Everything that we accomplish here on earth is not about us. It's about God. If God blesses you, then you are to bless others. I know this is rough right now. It was fun up to this point, right? Paul is telling you, look, God brings the blessing to you so that he can get it through you to be used by others. What you do is not about you. It's not about your accomplishments. It's about using the platform that God has given you to bless others. How do I know that? Because Paul expands. Move on down. He says in this, we are like the various parts of the human body. Every part gets its meaning about is as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body, but as chopped, but as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much. We would. So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelous function parts in Christ's body, let's go ahead and be what we were made to be without envious or prideful comparing ourselves with each other and trying to do something we are not. Can I preach for just a moment? that the church is part of the body of Christ, and can I applaud you and let you know when I preached last week that we needed teachers. There were several of you that stepped up and said, I want to be a part of that. But what we cannot, re we get in the mindset, and this is what Paul is trying to tell them, you can't get in the mindset and realize that one person is more important than another person. Paul is saying, I may be writing this to you, but I'm just like you. I'm, I'm, I'm saved by grace just like you are. I may be standing here today preaching the gospel that God has called me to preach, but I'm no more important than you are sitting right there because God wants to use everybody for his kingdom. And that's what Paul is trying to tell him. Look, if you start thinking that you are more important than the other person, you need to be rethinking what you just thought. Now, I don't know about you, and I use this analogy because it's the best one that I can think of, but I have a little pinky toe that when I stump it in the dark, it sends pains through my body. Because it's part, it may be just a small member, but it is very painful when it hurts. What Paul is trying to tell us, when we have somebody that's hurting in our church, we need to hurt with them. When we have somebody rejoicing in our church, we need to rejoice with them. Whatever they're going through, we need to go through it with them together. Because we're all in this together. But it all starts with our mind. It all starts there. He tells us how to be Christians. 
He tells us how to be Christ-like. He says this. Let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. Translation. If I float back over to the message, translation. It says, love from the center of who you are and don't fake it. There's a lot of people that want to fake loving Christ because they think they're going to get their ticket punched to heaven. And let's be genuine with one another. You know if somebody really loves you or not. You, you, don't, you know that they love you or not. When people walk through our back door, they know if this church loves them or not. So how do they know that? The way that we interact. The way that we take them in. The way that we look at them and say, I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what the world has labeled you as. I don't care the label that you've put on yourself. We're going to love you in spite of all of that. There's nothing that you can do to earn our love. We're going to extend it because Christ loved us. And because Christ loved us, we're going to love you. Paul begins to talk. And he says, you need to think about others. It's not about you. It's about doing something special for somebody else. See, when Satan tries to get you in the I can't category, oh, man, could you stand up? And if you need to shout it at your voice, can you say, I can? I can. One more time, I can. I can defeat the devil. I can defeat his schemes. That's what I want to get you to begin to think about. And when the world tells you that you can, you need to stand up and say through Jesus Christ, I can. I can make it this month. I can make it this week. I can make it today. And I'm going to show you I can make it because of time. He said, somebody else make it. He says, I'm going to paraphrase because of time. He says, when they're hungry, would you give them some food? When they're thirsty, would you find them some water? When they're in need, would you stop what you are doing and do something for them? See, the world will try to get you to think of one person, and that is you. And sometimes we do it and we don't even realize it because we're so busy doing it that we forget about somebody else. But there's times that we have to take a stop and we have to hit the brakes. And even if it makes us late in the sense that we have to stop and help somebody else. A few years ago, there was a push for kindness. I thought... Isn't it something that we have to push people to be kind? We had a terminology for it. It was called pay it forward. Some of you still do it. Y'all have testified of it or shared with me. Pay it forward. They act like that was something new. That's been around since Jesus before him. Jesus was paying it forward. How did I know that when he went to the cross, he had you on his mind? Because he knew that you needed to know that I can 
and that I can, things can happen. See, Satan will try to convince us that we can't. But if I can get you thinking like Paul, because see, when we love from the center and we don't fake it, we're going to run from evil. And we're going to hold on for dear life. He says, be good friends who love deeply, practicing playing second fiddle. He's saying, you always don't have to have the front row. You always don't have to be the one getting recognized. He's saying, somebody else needs to be in that position. Here's a challenge for you. Pay it forward this week and not let the person who paid it, you paid it forward and even know about it. You know what I love hearing, and I love these testimonies. Pay for the person behind you in the drive-thru. How awesome is that? I know it takes, you go, you're probably thinking, I can't afford it. But you can if God's in it. If you do it in the right motive, that it doesn't matter if you returned anything or you're just doing it because God dropped it in your heart in that moment, that when you do it in the right moment, he can turn the I can into a I can. And when God says you can, things can happen. It unlocks a blessing from heaven that we don't even see coming. You may be wondering what's going to move that mountain. It may be a simple meal that you just paid for a family that didn't know how they were going to pay for it. Or maybe they did know how to pay for it, but you just was obedient to God. Can I share a couple of other I can'ts? I can't because I don't have time to visit. And you know people that would love a visit, but you don't have time but you haven't looked at your time budget to realize that most of it's wasted. So if you'll go back and put I can in front of I can because I have time, you'll get some visits made. What is that doing? It is showing a community that you love them. It is showing a community that we care. Can I talk to you real quick about I can? Because if we... If we don't start using the words, I can in Christ, we're going to walk around defeated today. And it's time that we take verse 12. And I told you, I preach this chapter all the way up to the perfect will of God. But usually we don't go all the way down to behave like a Christian. Because I assume y'all know how to do that. But there's times that I have to come back and remind myself that we need a reminder. And that if we're really going to do it, he ends this chapter. He says, if you have an enemy, it's contrary to what the world tells us to do. The world will tell you to fight back, to take revenge But Paul is reminding the Romans, if you have an enemy and he's hungry, you feed him. Let me get right back to that. If you have an enemy and he's hungry, you feed him. Can I tell you what we've done? We said, I can't. I can't feed him. Because I'm mad at him. I'm upset with him. Or her. Or them. I can't. 
because I can't get past this. I can't because I can't get them. You go to this. And Satan, every time you go to, you think you can, Satan will remind you that you can't. I love how this chapter started out with the mind, and now it's ending up with something that's hard to do. But he's saying, look, if you have an enemy, uh, enemy you feed him. It doesn't say pass the buck and hope somebody else feeds him. He says if he's thirsty, give him a drink. Because in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Because they won't know how to react. They won't know how to respond because you're doing it out of love and of obedience. When they're thinking you can, God is saying, I can. I can through you. See, how do I know it can work? Because Jesus had all the resources that he didn't have to endure the cross, but because he knew that he was the only one that was go to the cross to be our Savior, that he could and he did, and he didn't take the will that I can. He said, I can because my Father is with me. And when I go to the cross, when I come out on the other side and I walk out of the grave, I can. And Satan didn't know what to do with him. And from that day forward, we can all have all the I cans in Jesus Christ that we can write down. Because it's a mental thing that we have to walk through. If you get up in the morning and think, I can't, will you subtract the not and add in an extra I can can? I can. I can accomplish all things through Christ who strengthens me. That might be, that might be your verse in the morning. I can. No matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, I can. I can. Because Christ is with me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And then you may add in on Tuesday, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And then when you get those verses deep inside you, you can realize that I can. I can overcome evil because God overcame it. We've got to get to the point that we get to the point that I can through Jesus Christ. Brother Man, I want you to come and get ready. I'm going to close with one example. There was a small shepherd boy And nobody told him that he couldn't defeat the giant. Until he got ready to fight the giant. And then everybody told him he couldn't win. David and Samuel, we know the story, picked up five stones. And he said, I can't. 
The reason I can take Goliath out is because the God in heaven is with me. The reason I can take him out is because I've seen the power that God has. See, everybody was telling him, you can't. His brothers that had been there at the battle site for weeks and had heard this giant of a guy stand and curses God, look at him and say, you're too small. You're just a shepherd boy. You're not even part of the army. You're, you're too small to even begin to think you can fight this giant of a man. And he says, let me at him. And then he went to Saul. And Saul said, you're just a little boy. You need to go back to the house. And David said, you're going to let me fight him or not? Because, see, he didn't hear the I can'ts. All he heard was I can. I can do it through Christ that strengthens me. Can I challenge you in the morning and this afternoon and this week? Quit listening to the I can'ts and pick up the I can ammunition that there on your battlefield with your slingshot. Pick up your ammunition that David said was rocks. And pick them up and put them in the slingshot and let it twirl around your head. And even Goliath, the thing that was standing in front of him, looked at him and mocked him and said, you can't. But he looked at him and said, oh, watch me, because I can. It didn't take five rocks. It took one rock. One rock that he flung and he let go. And that one rock was directed, I believe, by the power of God. And when God got in the middle of it, that one rock hit the glide right in his sweet spot between the eyes and knocked him out cold and killed him. And when David cut off his head, I believe he stood. Now, the Bible doesn't say this exactly, but I believe he stood over him and said, I can through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. I can defeat the enemy. I can accomplish what God has put in my life. So as you stand to your feet this morning, I want you to begin to ask the Lord, what is it this week that I've been battling that I can do to the one that strengthens me? Because see, just like Paul wrote, it's a mind thing. Church, if I could ever get you convinced that this church can do great things for God, you would not stop doing it. And each week, week after week, I see what God is doing in lives of people. Each week I see these chairs that are filling up with new people. And we're growing and to continue to grow, we've got to get the I can't and get to the I can's. Because I believe this church can have an impact and is having an impact on this community. That ministry and that dream that the Lord had dropped into your heart years ago and you ran up against the I can'ts, I believe like I preached about a few weeks ago, we're digging that back out. We're digging it back out and we're going to say, I can. What it was taken away years ago because the I can'ts, now I'm coming back and I can because God is rebirthing it in my heart. Quit listening to the lies of the I can'ts 
and start listening to what Jesus is saying and the I cans. Sing this song. And overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. And you're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds us. Surrounded by your love. Overflow. See and overflow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds Lord, I give you praise and glory. Lord, I worship you today. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to be with us, Lord, right now. Thank you, Lord. So let me tell you that I can't, that I've been battling this week. Most of you know the unit has gone out, and I'm praying for winter, by the way, so whatever, you be upset. I know you just upset a lot of you, but uh, I like it cold outside, colder the better. But I've been hearing, Lord Satan's been saying, you can't afford a new AC. But I'm here to tell him today, I can't afford one because God's going to make it happen. And he's going to use you and this church. And I believe he's going to use people outside the church to bring the resources in. Because I found out just yesterday that over in the other building we had a compressor go out. Now, I don't know about you, but those are two I can'ts that I didn't want to hear. But I'm here to say and determine that we can and are going to replace those before long because God is going to do the miraculous. When we have a fundraiser, I believe there's going to be an astronomical fundraiser that we're not even counting on that's going to come through because the I can is going to get in the middle of it. And I believe God is already going to be speaking to people that may be thinking, I can't contribute what needs to be contributed, but you're going to turn that around. And God says, if you will, that I can do miraculous things that you're going to unlock the blessings in heaven for you say, can you buy blessings? No, I'm not trying to sell blessings. Let me, let me go ahead and make sure I clarify that because I don't want you walking out of here saying, Pastor said you can buy blessings. I don't have any holy water that I can sell you today. Can I preach for just a moment? But when you give and you sow seeds, it what the Lord has done upon your life. 
You're not buying it. You're being obedient what the Lord is unlocking in heaven. So I believe the I can'ts are going to be turned into I can's. So here's where we're going to end today. It's going to be real simple. I know what time it is. They're going to sing one song. If you feel the Lord drawing you to turn your I can'ts into I can's, whatever it is, whatever Satan's been saying that you can't do, you're ready to turn it into a I can. All I want you to do is raise your hands and get to this altar and just just pray that God gives you the peace that you are looking for. Pray until something happens in your life. They're going to sing this song one time through. When they're done, I'm going to close it down. This is your opportunity to turn the I can'ts into the I can'ts. You ready? This is your opportunity. Go. Spirit of God, fall fresh on us. We need your presence. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Here as it has. Spirit of God. and mountains that you don't know how to get over. Some of you need to get here right now and let God turn the I can't into the I can today. Spirit of God Spirit of God for fresh on us we Your will be done here as in heaven. Surrounded by your love. Surrounded by your Destroying our enemy, he's reigning in Zion, he's setting the captive free, he's reigning in Zion.
kept is free. He's reigning in Zion, destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion. He's setting the captive free. He's reigning in Zion. Destroying our enemy, he's reigning in Zion. He's setting the captive free. He's reigning in Zion. He's destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion. He's setting the captives free. He's reigning in Zion. Destroying our enemies. He's reigning in Zion. He's setting the captives free. He's reigning in Zion. He's destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion. He's setting the captives free. He's reigning in Zion. Destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion. Setting the captives free. He's reigning in Zion, destroying our enemy. He's reigning in Zion, he's setting the captives free. How many of you will make the devil mad this week? All right, here's what you do. You get you an I can statement. Something he's been telling you you can do and say, I can do it through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Get you an I can. My grandfather, he passed away when I was about 10, 11 years old, but I was the oldest grandkid or one of the oldest. And uh, I had a, cousin that was older by just a year Jill's just older than me just barely and uh, but I never forget him telling my mom or my mom shared this later I probably wasn't around but he said if you ever won't get Brian to do something tell him he can't do it because as soon as you tell him he can't do it he's gonna go do it for whatever reason I guess that's my personality don't tell me I can't do it because with God all things are possible because what I like what Brother Matt said, God cannot do nothing. He's always going to do something. Even when it doesn't look like he's doing anything, he's doing something for you. Whew. If you felt the Lord in this place today, will you give him one more hand clap of praise? Let me say this. I appreciate you hanging out with us today. 
I appreciate you being part of this service. And as I look around, uh, y'all just done tremendous in your worship and being here. And I don't want to take your time for advantage. Uh, <clears throat> so with all that said, Brother Matt, would you close us in That's prayer? Sure. And y'all have a tremendous enjoy. If you're off tomorrow, enjoy the holiday. And have a good Labor Day, good Labor Day weekend. Brother Matt, pray us out here. Billy, you got it. What? Breakfast, men's breakfast, Saturday at 8 o'clock. get here at 7.30 and they have the coffee going. We'll start about 8 o'clock, but men's breakfast. Invite somebody to come with you. It's going to be, it's for the whole community. It's not just for the church. It's for everybody. We ask that you be a part of that. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence in this place. We ask that you would go with us as we walk out these doors, Lord. We uh, praise you for your uh, blessings that you bestow upon us, Lord. We're so unworthy for everything you give us, Lord. Lord, we give back to you what you're deserving of, and that's our praise towards you, toward heaven, Lord. We uh, love you, thank you, and bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen.